This is Morning Breath, your drive-time devotion sure to jumpstart your day. Brought to you by East Coast Christian Center. Morning Breath starts now. Hello, everybody. This is Pastor David Gammon. Excited for today. We're going to be going into Romans chapter 4. This is Morning Breath. If you're jumping in for the first time, I just want to kind of lay out what we do here on the show, on the podcast, on the radio. If you're listening to it, that means what we do is the night before, we will read a chapter in the Bible. We'll listen to what God says to us. We'll read it again in the morning and just still just stay listening. We're not writing messages. We're not doing in-depth research. We're listening for what God's going to breathe in our hearts. So we come to the Merritt Island location. We have a studio built in here, and we record it. It's usually Pastor Anna and myself, but today I'm joined with a co-host. I'm super excited about this. I mean, this this pastor's energy is through the roof. His passion is through the roof. He, uh, man, he has a heart for people. Uh, right now, is super focused and tense on the youth because he's a youth pastor. You know, the youth pastor at East Coast Christian Center. I'm here with Pastor Keith Alderman. How you doing, what? Pastor Keith? It's me, everybody. Oh man, uh, I'm doing so good, man. How are you doing? Good, good. I think we need to give a public service announcement to the volume of your radio. Uh, at this or your headphones so probably it's it's gonna need to be turned down a little bit because we're both <laughs> very loud energetic people so yeah. but we're excited and we're happy to be that way for you because we're here to wake you up <laughs> yes what honestly because i fall asleep at four o'clock i don't know about you when i get home from work <laughs> that couch i need to hit it for like 15 minutes before i can go to be a really good dad you get really to go good home at four o'clock oh, man <laughs> I come in early. I, I, it's it is brutal. Dave so I, is like, ah, it's noon. <laughs> put I put in my honest three hours. Time to go home. Like we only work on Sundays. So I tell you what, Pastor Keith, man, um, talk to us. Camp, camp's coming up. Oh let's, yeah, let's I'd love to talk about, about camp. camp. I can talk about camp for thirty solid minutes. Is that what this is about? Um, Not yet. Okay, camp though. Okay, so here's the thing. Camp is the week that will change your son or daughter's life forever, okay? And I'm talking about that from experience. So camp, what we're talking about is East Coast Christian Center has a youth camp every summer. And this summer, we are doing youth camp, July 13th through the 17th. What we do is we take about 150, 160 students up with about 40 leaders, and that includes pastoral staff and families, uh, up to High Springs, Florida, about three or three and a half hours away, and spend a whole five days with them of just getting into the Word, having a whole lot of fun, and building connections. That's what camp is all about, is getting really, really great, solid relationships, discovering the Word of God in ways that we never have before, and just digging deep, and having no distractions, and just having so much fun. That's really the heartbeat of camp. We're going to do that July 13th through the 17th, and it is for students going into seventh grade. So if you've got a son or daughter that's just finishing up sixth grade at home, you know, because of this horrible, whatever, COVID-19 thing, um, and they're, and you're like, please get out of the house. We've got something for you. Um, also, it's it, it abides for everybody all the way up through leaving 12th grade. So seventh through 12th grade, a really wide gamut there. And uh, we want your your son or daughter there. It is life changing. This will be my twelfth something like that year going to camp. Every year, I've been there as a student. I've been there as a leader. I've been there as a worship leader. I've been there as a pastor. I always get something out of it. But the thing that I love seeing the most is seeing students' lives changed in radical ways. Mm-hmm. David, you've been there like a ton of times with absolutely. me. Absolutely, it's so much fun. What's your favorite thing about camp? I absolutely love the cultural shift at camp that we can take a teenager from whatever they're in here at home and shift it to a Christ-centered 
week and it's fun yeah. it is incredibly fun yeah. my wife and i uh, are genuinely excited <laughs> about camp because we get to also go there and have water balloon fights with the kids and go to the water park with the students and and play sports with them and hang out with them my wife loves uh, last year she would bring our pretty much kind of not directly newborn but like three-month-old two-month-old baby into uh, the girls' Bible studies at like 9 a.m. because it was just an amazing quiet time with the girls that they could talk together and, and spend yeah. times with the pastors and their wives. And the young adult leaders, too, are, are, are mezzanine leaders that go, or 20-somethings that go. So we're super intentional, not just bringing maybe a bunch of leaders in our 30s and 40s, but we're bringing a ton of of 20-year-olds that authentically love Jesus yes. and want to be that role yes. in these teens' lives. It's a really wide range, mm. you know, of just incredible leadership. And I just want to say this, too. In the moment we're in right now, I know you might be feeling like, well, how are you going to do this and make it safe? Or you might yeah. have concerns. Well, trust me, we're going to walk through step-by-step, step and we're going to do every bit of precaution we need to do to make sure that the students are taken care of, that they're constantly in fun environments, but also healthy and safe environments. Yeah, uh, Calagua, that's the campgrounds that we go to. They've been incredible. I've spoken to them many times uh, throughout the last couple weeks um, and, and working with them. They're being super hospitable, super understanding. They're wanting to abide by everything the CDC is recommending. And so they're putting together a plan that's going to keep kids safe and sanitary. The, you know, the whole area will be that. And frankly, it's in two months. We're going to be well through our phases, you know, as a state. But we're not going to just get ahead of ourselves. Every step of the way, we're going to be looking at it, making sure that we're doing what we need to do, not only for uh, to make camp happen, but for it to be safe, for it to be a good environment mm-hmm. and all that. So, you know, you're a parent. You might have questions about that because of coronavirus this year, and it has been a big deal. Uh, I just want to give you the assurance that we are definitely looking at all of that, um, and uh, and we're going to make sure that it's a great camp and it's a great experience for your kids. There's a few ways that you can actually sign up for it, and I, I recommend you sign up. Sign up your kid is uh, you can do it through our, our TNT app, which is if you go to the App Store, the Google Play, and you type in TNT Youth Church, you can do it on our website, eccc.us slash events, and you can just fill out a form. You know, as we get church back, we're going to have those forms available and that sort of thing. But digitally, you can do it those two other ways. The price of camp right now is $425. That's a week of food, a week of lodging, and a week of a whole lot of fun and memory that they're never, ever going to lose. And uh, and then after June 14th, that price goes up to 495 So I recommend you get your money in to be able to get that cheaper price. And and also, too, if you hear that price and that scares you, man, we serve a God that, that's bigger than any financial price. So please call the church. Please fill out an application if you feel like your, your student needs to be at this. Yeah. We want to encourage you. Um, don't let that deter you. So I tell you what, um, even this, how about this? If you want to get plugged in more with what we're doing here as a church, like Morning Breath or even weekend experiences and services, Keith, you want to tell them how to get plugged in? Yeah, absolutely. Morning Breath, like we said, is uh, is is about reading the Word and then discovering things in it on the fly and hearing God breathe or you know seeing God breathe on it for our hearts. And uh, we want you to be able to do that with us. So ways that you can do that is you can go to our East Coast app and get where we're going to be going next. You can also listen to previous shows, which is fun too. Uh, you can also do it by by just calling into the church at 452-1060, give us your information, and we can email it to you. You know, um, We could even mail a list out to you. You could stick on your fridge. So there's a few different ways. You can go to our website, eccc.us slash morningbreath or slash mb, I think. Just go to the website and click on the morning breath link. But the point is that um, 
we, we have ways for you to be able to connect and see where we're going. And that's kind of the heartbeat behind it is we want you to use this as a devotional so that you can read along and then we get to discover things along with you, which is really fun. Amen. Well, I tell you what, I talk about reading along because I want to be able to talk about a bunch of stuff in this yeah, chapter. Yeah, let's do it. Uh, you want to read the first 12 verses, and I'll read the back 13 verses? Yeah, sounds good. Romans 4, what version are you reading? I'm reading from the New Living Translation. All right, I'm, a, I'm on NIV, but I think I'll switch over. Um, I'll switch over because I'm on my phone to NLT, and here we go. All right, then, Pastor Keith Alderman, I say to you, read, sir. Thank you. Romans 4, uh, verse 1. Abraham was, humanly speaking, the founder of our Jewish nation. What did he discover about being right with God? If his good deeds had made him acceptable to God, he would have had something to boast about. But that was not God's way. For the scriptures tell us Abraham believed God and God counted him as righteous because of his faith. When people work, their wages are not a gift but something they've earned. But people are counted as righteous not because of their work, but because of their faith in God who forgives sinners. David also spoke of this when he described the happiness of those who are declared righteous without working for it. Oh, what joy for those whose disobedience is forgiven, whose sins are put out of sight. Yes, what joy for those whose record the Lord has cleared of sin. Now, is this blessing only for the Jews or is it also for the uncircumcised Gentiles? Well, we've been saying that Abraham was counted as righteous by God because of his faith. But how did this happen? Was he counted as righteous only after he was circumcised, or was it before he was circumcised? Clearly, God accepted Abraham before he was circumcised. Circumcision was a sign that Abraham already had faith and that God had already accepted him and declared him to be righteous, even before he was circumcised. So Abraham is the spiritual father of those who have faith but have not been circumcised. They are counted as righteous because of their faith. And Abraham is also the spiritual father of those who have been circumcised, but only if they have the same kind of faith Abraham has had before he was circumcised. Clearly, God's promise to give the whole earth to Abraham and his descendants was based not on his obedience to God's law, but on his relationship with God that comes by faith. If God's promise is only for those who obey the law, then faith is not necessary and the promise is pointless. For the law always brings punishment on those who try to obey it. The only way to avoid breaking the law is to have no law to break. So the promise is received by faith. It is given as a free gift, and we are all certain to receive it, whether we not, whether or not we live according to the law of Moses. If we have faith like Abraham's, for Abraham is the father of all who believe, that is what the scripture means when God says, I have made you the father of many nations. This happens because Abraham believed in the God who brings the dead back to life and who creates new things out of nothing. Even when there was no reason for hope, Abraham kept hoping, believing that he would become the father of many nations. For God had said to him, that's how many descendants you will have. And Abraham's faith did not weaken, even though at the age of 100 years of age, he figured his body was good as dead. And so so was Sarah's womb. Abraham never wavered in believing in God's promise. In fact, his faith grew stronger, and in this, he brought to glory God. He was fully convinced that God is able to do whatever he promises. And because of Abraham's faith, God counted him as righteous. And when God counted him as righteous, it wasn't just for Abraham's benefit. It was recorded for our benefit, too, assuring us that God will also count us as righteous if we believe in him, the one who raised Jesus 
our Lord from the dead. He was handed over to die because of our sins, and he was raised to life to make us right with God. Amen. I tell you what, there is Great so much chapter. here. Yeah, it is. There is so, so much, much theology. And I think you might think, oh, this is just like kind of like, a, you know, you can get all of this in the, the childhood song of Father Abraham. And then <laughs> yeah, and I did. Yeah. And, and <laughs> um, you kind of can, but not really at, um, at all. And uh, uh, I, I just want to say this. This is the book of Romans. This is the most elite court case yeah. presentation that you're going to find in scripture. Yeah. This is lawyer Paul coming to present a case to yeah. a culture that is legally based, but not just legally based. It is a, it is a church that is now mixed with Gentile, yeah. Gentile, uh, sophisticated philosophers and Jewish law abiding, um, Hebrew mindsetted people, Jewish, the Jewish community, and they've collided into yeah. one and he's never met them. He never, in writing this, met the church in Rome. So he's got to present a case out. And I love it he's because— He's got to be thorough. He's got to be all that. Well, he comes out. Yeah, he comes out swinging the first three chapters, and he's finally turning a corner here to, to tell them, you know, people often, when it talks about uh, same— gender attraction and what talks about lust and we talk about that and you see people really diving into um pointing out how that is a sin and and uh immoral and 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 we don't like it they they go to romans one but if they keep following the court case of romans no go get, to romans two yeah it yeah. like quickly turns on yeah. its head and now he's saying he's bringing out abraham and moses yeah because now he's turning all of the people that are religious yeah. to say you need a savior too. Yeah. You know, yes, the Gentiles need a savior, but also all of us super church people can't forget that we need a savior also. Yeah. And that's why he's going here to them. He is letting everybody know that the the foot of the cross is a level playing field. Yeah. And he even would say in other books, he's like, I love that God has chose me to bring his son to the Gentile world. And he actually declares that out in Ephesians. And then now in Ephesians 2, he says, now the border is gone, that we don't have to be separate from the Gentiles. We don't have to be separate from people who aren't Jewish. And that's you and that's me most likely. Um, and, and it's exciting. So that jumps out at me. I love that Paul yeah. brings us. What about you, Pastor Keith? Well, I, I mean, you're, you're hitting the nail on the head. Romans is all about, I mean, when I, when I tell people to go to the Bible and read, I tell them, go to Mark. I tell them, go to Romans. You know, Romans is, it's about, it's talking to people who don't understand what any yep. of this is about. And that's why it's, it's such a great place to start. Um, and, and you're right. Like so much of this, I, I wrote down three things that this is all about. It starts with grace. It starts mm-hmm. with, um, the fact that, you're you're not going to get into heaven. You're not going to get this this thing that that we're talking about because you did a good job. Mm-hmm. You're going to get this thing because you believed God, because you trusted him, because you accepted him. Um which is beautiful and that's what you're talking about right now is this mentality of like stop thinking that what you look like and what you've done uh gets you anything more than anybody else. Really mm-hmm. it just comes right down to the fact that we need to believe. I love his example of Abraham because Abraham was a man that, man, when I think about faith, I think about Abraham. You know, imagine God saying something to you like, I've got a dream for you and uh, it's going to be great. And then you're sitting there going, cool. And we are like terrible at waiting nowadays. Oh, amen. You know, like, hey, I've got a dream for you. All right. And it's been like a year and you're like, I don't know if this is going to happen. 
<laughs> Ain't that the truth? And and then you look at Abraham, and he's like, "All right, so twenty five years. Uh, you want me to keep going? <laughs> you know, like just keeps on trusting God, and not even like twenty five years, but like so my wife can't have children. You know that, right, God? But okay, okay, let's just keep on going, like full of faith, full of faith, you know. And I I love that. That stretches me so much because it's not just. Um, when's my dream going to happen? But you're actually being faced with uh, the opposite of your dream all, every day in your face over and over again. And then suddenly it happened. Mm. And we are really a, a people that uh, when we see, uh, you know, that things are going slow or we see opposition, we start to think, oh, man, it's just never going to happen. And we give up or we try to force things our own way, which Abraham did do. You know, he messed up. He had a, oh, totally. He had another son uh, with a, with a, another wife, with yep. Ishmael, yep. And, um, or <laughs> Ishmael was the son, but yes. Um, and, you know, he did mess up, but he came back and he repented and he, he got his head right again, you know. And uh, the point is, what are we going to do with that long suffering? You know, yeah. the three things I wrote down about all of this was grace, then faith, then long suffering. Yeah. Was I need grace to be able to even have any faith. And then for that, when I have that faith, I need to be willing to be able to suffer long and be able to go far. So I think that's really what sticks out the most to me in this whole chapter is that it goes through those three things in a really strong way. Do you ever like wish, do you ever like not wish, but wonder what it would be like to like time travel and like go to a Every different time? Every like, day I do that. You're like, man, if I was like, I'm like, man, what would I do if I could like fight in World War II and do all that stuff, like Saving Private Ryan yeah. or, you know, go back to like medieval times or be a cowboy. I've got, <laughs> rest assured that if without time traveling, I wouldn't want to live anywhere without air <laughs> this conditioning. Is, this is where I am. Toilet. Yeah, yeah, this is where I am. When right. I play like video games, like role playing, I'm right. like, oh, I want to do this. And then I'm like, but my character died 20 times. Yeah. So get this. <laughs> As a people, hear this, Summer. Okay. We are so blessed. We are so blessed yeah, as a are. people. We got to hear about this man named Jesus who would feed the 5,000, who would oh. do that twice, who would turn water to wine, who would calm a storm, who Come would on, take man. 12 simple men and radically change the world. Abraham, Abraham had none of that. Nothing. He had a promise yeah. that the seed would crush the head of the serpent, yeah. that, his, that his heel would be hit, yeah. and the serpent's head would be crushed. Yeah. That's what he had. Yeah. And then he had some encounters with God. But to maintain him, we have the full story of the yeah. gospel, as Paul would write, later write. And he would say, now that the mystery that is the Messiah has been unfolded to us, that even the Bible would say, God now no longer calls you servant, but calls you friend. If you need to know it, ask him, because he'll tell you. We have so much more access to the throne room of grace than Abraham ever did. And look at your yeah, life now. Don't look at this and say, well, that was... Abraham in the Bible. He's obviously the patriarch father. Man, that's he's special, so he has special treatment. Still a person. Still a person. Elijah. Elijah was just a normal man, is also what the Bible says. But his fervent prayers is what brought a change to the land. Yeah. And I want to encourage you today that God's promises, remember he says here, that Abraham had faith and the outward sign of the faith was a circumcision. Yeah. You need to get that inward faith, that inward grasping. Your heart is grasping and clinging and cleaving to what the Word of God says about your story with God. Um, and then you'll see the outward change. Yeah. All right. Yeah, I, I love it. It says in verse, uh, what is this, 17, this happened because Abraham believed in the God who brings the dead back to life. Come on. And who creates new things out of nothing. I mean— you're, you're everything you're saying of like I, he had a promise he had yep. a promise the one time the promise and he held on to that for 25 years how many lies did he hear 
Oh how many? God. How many? How many people came straight to his face and said, "Abraham, you're insane. Mm-hmm. This is never going to happen." And then on top of that, how many times did the devil lie in his ear and say, "Why are you doing this? Your God doesn't love you. That's why He hasn't done this yet." You know, I, I've if I felt that, I know He felt that. You know, every bit of what you're, He was a man and He struggled with all of that stuff. You want to know why people in the Bible are in the Bible? Because they just kept believing God. Yeah. Because they just kept trusting him. Abraham screwed up. David screwed up. Elijah screwed up. Every single person in the Bible screwed up at some point. I mean, Jonah was borderline racist over here, but he's in the Jonah, Bible. Jonah had issues. Yeah, Jonah had serious <laughs> issues. But all we tell all our kids about him. But, you know, I mean, every single one of these guys had serious issues. But the reason why they're in the Bible, the reason why they go down in history, the reason why we look at them and say that man, that woman was powerful is because they believed God and they just kept believing him. You want to become, you want to go down in history as somebody that changes the world, changes forever time, just mm. stop, stop with the, I just, I give up. Oof. Just keep on believing, keep on trusting, keep, go one more day. You know, when you're sitting, you're going, I just, I got to give up. I can't do it anymore. Go one more day and see what happens. Come on. Amen. And you know what? This just hit me like a ton of bricks. This is like looking at Romans four here. This is the first time in scripture that I've personally noticed this. And I want to say it's the first time in scripture it's happened that I've personally noticed that this is actually the best friends chapter. You know how like Hebrews 11 the the hall of faith. Yeah. God in this chapter calls every man friend. At a different point, he calls David friend, he calls Abraham friend, he calls Moses friend. Yeah. All three in this chapter right now. And I think really getting into our hearts, what Pastor Keith is saying, is this verse, this portion of this verse here, of I believe it's verse 10, it says, Clearly God accepted Abraham before he was circumcised. You have to get in your heart clearly, with no mistake, clearly God has accepted you before any outward thing you could do. Yes. Clearly. Not with he isn't second guessing his choice. He didn't make a mistake. There's no plan B outside of you that knowingly, lovingly, and decisively God chose you. And he's not backing up on you. You don't back up on him. You don't back up on his word. We stand on what his yes. word is because clearly God accepted Abraham. And one of the most important things we can see as human beings. And in in the hierarchy of needs, I don't I forgot who who made it. I want to say Pavlov, but he's the dog guy. But even in psychology, it says humans are wired to be needed and accepted. And God made sure that out the gate, hey, I accept you. I, I accept you. I love you. I want you a part of my family. That's I know good. that God's speaking that over you right now. Yeah, I another thing that I think that this really speaks into is about fruit. Mm-hmm. Um that he, we're talking about, you know, that Fruit comes after roots, okay? Yeah. Like any plant in, out there, it's you're not going to like, you, you don't just throw a seed in the ground and go like, where's my fruit? And like, it's got to dig down. It's got to mature, which can take months. It can take a year. And then it's going to produce something. And so I think he's hitting on to this idea of like, okay, the people who get it, the people who are Christians, let's say that, you know, because we're not talking about the Jewish nation necessarily. The most of the people that are listening to me are like, yeah, man, I, I go to church and I do all that, you know. It's like, okay, you get it, right? 
So why are we holding everybody else who's just coming into this standard of they need to have all the fruit in their life already? Right. They need to grow some roots. They need to dig down, and they're going to get into the That's Word, good. and God's going to change them. So I, I really feel like a lot of this is like take the plague out of your own eye and stop looking at other people saying, oh, man, they're not really Christians because they're still cussing and they're still smoking. And look, that one's still a homosexual even, you know? Like all of this stuff of like God's working on them. Where do let, you, but yeah, yeah. let their roots dig in and let God mature them, and then you'll see fruit. On the flip side— you know what? If you you've been a Christian, fruit. you need to produce fruit. Yep. There needs to be life that's coming out of you that's showing that I do believe I am his son, I am his daughter, and your life is going to change. It's not going to be like, yeah, man, I believe I'm a Christian, and then yep. everything's the exact same. No, something's going to change, and it's going to continue to change because we're wired and created to become like him, Come on. not like us. Come on. And it's true. It's like when you have that looking outward, when you're just assessing somebody by that outward circumcised mindset, that outward change. My question always is, is where do you draw the line? Yeah. Okay. So that person dresses that way. That's fine. But yeah, come what, on, man. you're good. gossiping. Where do you draw the line? Yeah, you know there what you I mean? go. Come on. Like well, who draws the line on what is acceptable to be a Christian? You know, I leave that to our heavenly father. Well, I'll tell good. you what, we're going to draw a line here and that's to take a break <laughs> and we'll be right back. We'll see you guys in a moment. You are listening to Morning Breath from East Coast Christian Center, Merritt Island, Vieira and Coco. For over 30 years, CB Plumbing has been a family-owned and operated business that is dedicated and proud to serve the Brevard County community. CB Plumbing covers both drain and sewer line cleaning for commercial and residential. CB Plumbing, for all your plumbing needs. 321-783-6000. That's 321-783-6000. Customer satisfaction is their guarantee. Hey everyone, this is Chris Johnson, and I wanted to share some exciting news with our Morning Breath family. My friend, Mike Green, and I had the honor of writing and producing our first EP called Moments Matter. Mike, a local business owner and Morning Breath supporter, along with myself, have been a part of East Coast Christian Center and Morning Breath together for almost two decades. And so we wanted to let you in on a preview of the music and to let you know that Moments Matter, our first single from the EP, is out now. You can buy, stream, or share it now on Spotify, iTunes, or anywhere music is sold, or check out willingheartmusic.com. We pray these songs will inspire you to make the most of every moment God gives you. For 30 years, Cabern Air Conditioning has proudly served the Space Coast area. Honest, professional, and reliable, and customer satisfaction is their top priority. Whether it's repairs, maintenance, or it's time to upgrade your old system, Cabern Air will take care of it. 321-784-0127. That's 321-784-0127. Or visit them online at cabern.com. 
Pineapple Garden Assisted Living Facility. Located in the Rockledge Vieira area. Affordable care with daily activities and a friendly 24-hour staff. Making sure you or your loved one is safe and secure. Please visit us today by going online at pineapplegarden.com or call 321-405-CARE. Welcome back to the show. This is Morning Breath. All right, we are back. We're going to have a little bit of a moment of closing thoughts here on Romans chapter 4. I just want to just take a second of it and just read the last verse. Read the last verse. Paul is kind of good for this. James is amazing for this. And, and what he does is he'll end a chapter, or what we have for a chapter, in like something that's tweetable. And this is definitely a tweetable <laughs> scripture. Tweetable. And not that a lot of people use Twitter anymore. He was handed over to die because of our sins, and he was raised to life to make us right with God. He died for our sins, for the sins of all humanity. But we look at that, we have to understand what was paid for. and understand now what what is paid okay and what is paid is the ability for us to be right with god live your life as if you're right with God. Don't be in this back and forth mindset where you're a prisoner of sin, but you're right with God. Yeah. But you're addicted to sin, but you're right with God. And next, dual-minded people will never succeed at anything. That's good. So you pick one, and I suggest you pick being right with God, and, and it's a powerful thing when you do that. You have any last thoughts on that, Pastor Keith? I would just say that he looks at you as being right. So start yeah. seeing yourself that way and live that way. Absolutely. And when you step out today, hey, remember, let's not put any judgmental eyes on other people, but let's be encouragers. Let's be uplifters. Yeah, you know? Jesus even sat Peter down and said, Peter, do you love me? You know, he didn't say, Peter, we're going to put you on a, a, a program to get you better again. <laughs> not against programs on any, on any level, but it's rooted in love, guys. Yeah. And we love you guys. We're going to end here. Thanks, Pastor yeah, Keith. Yeah, man, it's fun. Man, it's super fun. See you guys. See you guys. Thank you for listening to Morning Breath from East Coast Christian Center. We hope to see you at one of our locations this weekend. For additional information, such as service times, events, and more, please visit us at eccc.us. Thanks, and we hope you have a blessed day.